Today's episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by our good friends at Audible. Audible is a website where you can go and you can download from their huge library of audiobooks. And it's it's a real cheap membership at only $15 a month, but we want to go ahead and give you a free month on us. Now, Audible likes for us to give a recommendation anytime we uh, do a partnership with them. So I'd like to recommend my favorite book I've ever downloaded as an audiobook. It's actually the book that got me into audiobooks. It's Ready Player One. It's read by Will Wheaton and it's by Ernest Klein. Uh, it is one of the few movies that's coming out in the future that is already on our schedule. And it's it's just an epic novel about a kid who goes in and and it's, it's, it's an epic story, much like the Avengers like we're just about to talk about. So if you'd like to look go ahead and listen to Ready Player One or any audiobook, hop on over to audibletrial.com slash eggs to get a free month and free book on us. Hi, and welcome to Bacon and Eggs. My name is Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. This is a new podcast we created to be entertainment for your morning commute. Or maybe as you go to bed or really dinner. any time of day. Yeah, really any time of day. But we've known each other for like 15 years and that whole time we've always wanted to be creative together and it seemed like a necological step for us to kind of rekindle our friendship and stay in each other's faces and kind of annoy each other on a week-by-week basis with a podcast so i mean we've kicked around ideas on what to do for years and we finally settled on sticking to what we're good at which has always been not original works other people's (laughs) works since we met those 15 years ago, we've been going to movies together, reading the same books, listening to the same music, and having in-depth conversations about all those things. And believe it or not, we actually used to spend hours in the local bookstore, which is a Barnes & Noble, by the way, going back and forth over the movies we just saw in the theater on the other side of the parking lot. Really getting down to business and defeating the Huns in this content. Right. So our goal here is to bring that conversation to all of you listening. Uh, it was the best part of our childhood, and we hope it's the best part of your day. Uh, so this is going to be a little bit of review, uh, a little bit of theory, and the occasional hot tamale. But thanks everyone for listening. And we promise this intro will probably just be a one-time thing. You keep saying that. Well. So without further ado, Tyler, what did you think of Game of Thrones this week? Well, Ethan, I did not watch Game of Thrones, but what I did watch was the 2012 classic, The Avengers. Oh, what a great movie. Oh my god, it was so good. Uh, this movie was released April 11th, 2012. That was 1,816 days ago. That was a long time ago. But not as long as these other movies, but it still feels like it was a long time ago. Sounds like a lot of days. It was only five years, though. Is that all that is? Yeah, it's five, five and some change. It's like five and a half. Okay, well, that's less than one. I guess. I mean, it rounds up. No, it doesn't. He's like a fifth grader. I am five and a half years old. All right, well. Six days after you turn five. That kid is in kindergarten, by the way. Yeah. Not fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to say five-year-old, but I came up with fifth grade. <laughs> I mean, I guess you were just really bad in elementary school, Ty. Nope. Nope. I was I was right on target. This movie had a budget of $220 million, which could be used to make this movie or could be used to set my family up for the next six generations. Yeah, well, they used but... it to make this movie. And you know what? They did all right. They made $1.5 billion dollars off the avengers i know that's the third highest grossing movie ever well when it was released it's been beaten oh, I, it's been ever. beaten twice what's it been beaten by i'll give you one guess as to what number one is um star wars yes the force awakens and the other one was jurassic world really 
Mm-hmm. You know, I watched Jurassic World recently, and I eventually when we get around to the Jurassic World series, I'm sure we'll dive more into this. There's a lot more death in that movie than I remembered. I've seen it once with you in the theaters. That week we went to like five movies. It was a good week. It was a good week. That was a different bookstore we were discussing movies in. We didn't go to a bookstore. We went to a bar. It, it was a bar, yeah. It was a bar. It was a bar in the movie theater. <clears throat> anyway, so what did, did people like the Avengers? I feel like people like the Avengers. The people really liked the Avengers. Uh, it got 92% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. A 91% audience reception, and it got a 69 out of 100 on Metacritic, Ooh, which it almost just passed. slightly, yeah, just slightly edged out by Citizen Kane. <laughs> Citizen Kane with the A plus, the 100, yeah, it just yeah. slightly edged well, out. I mean, you know, I mean, it was edged out by what? 41 points, 31, 31. points. I can count. I, I Did, probably weren't a you like weren't you 30 like two levels of math ahead of me all throughout high school? No, I was. I don't know. One eventually. We don't talk Wait, about that. No. I did math eight high, you did geometry. That's two levels. Yeah, and okay, I did algebra two twice. Screw you. Haha. So who was in fifth grade when they were five and a half? I still ended ahead of you. I just want to take a quick reminder to everybody. This uh this podcast is brought to you by Rockstar Energy. It's not, but it's my my body is brought to you by Rockstar Energy right now. This this ten thirty PM recording session is brought to you by Rockstar Energy. I am drinking a Rockstar hardcore apple no way is that what you're drinking out of town that is literally exactly what i'm drinking this like weird like matte can with like an eagle on it does it have an eagle on it yeah is that what that is oh yeah oh my god i'm gonna take a picture of this can and tweet it from um (laughs) the the twitter at bacon and eggs 23 on thursday so oh my gosh that is so funny that you brought that up because i'm literally drinking the exact same one because uh ever since uh our unofficial sponsorship from rockstar energy started i've been trying all the different flavors i'm gonna die at 25 by the way um (laughs) (laughs) you know i was looking at i was at i was at 7-eleven i was looking at the thing and i was like i could get rockstar i get rockstar hardcore that's exactly right. It's better than Rockstar Blackout because nothing <laughs> says energy drink like I don't want to remember today. I mean, Rockstar Hardcore Apple. Here on Tiny Ethan Review Energy Drinks, I will make one statement about Rockstar Hardcore Apple in that it is the first energy drink I've ever had that truly tasted like something. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does like, it taste like It very much tastes like apple. And, and normally the- energy drinks just have like a kind of hint of the thing it says it tastes like. I just like that it has a thing on the top that says contains no juice. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't asking. I didn't think it would. Like, same. <laughs> I had kombucha today. Really? That, that is such a Roanoke juice. thing for you to do. I know, right? I had kombucha, and then I went bowling and had craft beer. Oh, my God. You're so boho. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just got back from tour, and I ate nothing but pizza for 10 days. Jesus. I am literally a walking pizza. I believe that. Tour sounds like it would really... It was just, exhausting. Just drain my whole existence. But it was amazing at the same time. I love it and I miss it. And I want to do it for the rest of my life, but I have a job. Mm. We could tour the podcast. Hopefully. That's the goal. Is tour to, the podcast? To get people to want to see us in multiple cities. I think we need like a show. I mean, we, we can figure something out. Um, Ethan, before we really dig into this movie, uh, any injustice you would like to vent about or any... So- you reminded me of something in your, the activity you just participated in prior to this recording is which you went bowling yeah and i wanted to yeah, talk about the injustice of bowling shoes tell me more i don't like bowling shoes i don't want to wear them in the first place they don't don't you normally wear bowling shoes no i don't i like when i picture ethan's shoes i picture bowling shoes okay first of all hop off which my is weird game. because my sneaker game is fire <laughs> we've lived together and like i've seen your shoes everywhere and like we have 
the exact same pairs of shoes. Yeah. But I like, I think there was a picture you posted on Instagram like years ago of your bowling shoes. And maybe it wasn't even you, but I have always associated like Ethan's shoes with red and blue bowling shoes. I do remember that picture on my Instagram, but it, it alas, it is not my everyday life. Bowling shoes are, first of all, uncomfortable. Second, always smell like Lysol. Um, oh, I love the smell of the cleaner they use. I don't. It, it just makes me, like, nauseous. And But the main thing... Is that it, what makes you nauseous? Or is it the fact that you're wearing shoes that are, like, only sort of clean? No, I'm actually, like, not a germaphobe at all. Like, stuff like that does not bother me at all. Like, I it couldn't care less. I am... I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a germaphobe because I'm, I'm a notoriously messy person. But, like, if I can see where my lips were on the glass the last time I took a sip, I will not sip from that spot. Anyway, bowling shoes are a racket. You know why? Because you tell me I have to have them, and then you charge me for them. Yeah, duh. I don't like that. Because they don't do anything. There's no purpose to them. You can show up in your own bowling shoes. You can, but, like, what do they do? What do bowling shoes do? Do they make me better at bowling? They don't. They might. They don't. They make you a lot better at bowling than heels would. I mean, yes, but I've also bowled in regular shoes before, and it doesn't change anything. But, I mean, it's the same thing as, like, <laughs> like if you go to the ice skating rink, they're going to tell you you have to buy the ice right, skating right. shoes. Right, But you need those. <laughs> First of all, they're called ice skates. You just said it in the name. <laughs> but you need those. Those are important. And that is also so you- the whole activity you're there to do. I'm there to throw heavy balls. I will tell you, uh, on the topic of bowling, um, there is another issue with the whole world of bowling. And you know how, like, when you're a kid, they teach you how to get out of quicksand? Yeah. And, like, then you grow up and it's like, I've I've never never seen I don't even know where quicksand is. Yeah. Well, it's the same with the bowling alley. People don't really remember this. Uh, When you're a kid, they teach you hardcore. Never go in the lane at the bowling alley. You will, you will, like die have you ever stepped past it before when i was a child it seemed much more challenging not to step past it okay but like have you ever stepped past it before since you grew as up as a grown-up yeah no oh no you know once. why they tell you not to step past it why? because you fall on your face and eat <laughs> <laughs> i mean i get that like have you like, ever done like, that because i've done like, that i've stepped too far the... <laughs> past the line and fallen straight on my face <laughs> why is it so slick anyway it's oily uh, they oil it they oil it yeah like constantly ew yeah, that's why bowling balls are greasy. I've never noticed my bowling ball being greasy. Oh. That's, is that why the little fan is there? That's why you're bad at bowling. Yeah, that's why the fan is there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Tyler, how did you watch the Avengers? I watched it on my Xbox. I paid three ninety nine to rent it. Nice. I did not. Although, fun fact, if you want to help Tyler watch the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe or rewatch any of the episodes we have watched, uh, you can buy me DVDs on my wedding registry at Best Buy. We're going to be done with, like, most of it by the time you get your wedding gifts. I have already gotten five wedding gifts. Okay, so, Ethan, uh, let, let's let's dive into the movie. The Tesseract. We start, and it's just literally the intro from Transformers. Yeah. Uh, which I was totally cool with. Listen, the new Transformers movies, ever since Shia LaBeouf is out, all blow. Yeah. But the original Transformer movie was awesome literally my first note in here is when you first saw the tesseract were you blinded by its majesty (laughs) when you first saw the tesseract were you blinded by its majesty i'm pretty sure like three people will get that joke maybe are you kidding me uh everybody if you get that reference go ahead and tweet it at wow now the o's are zeros fine um so the tesseract the chitauri the the whole thing it gives us this little background on who the chitari are how do you say chitari chitari is it with a ch like no it's a, it's a d but it's spelled ch i mean it's spelled c h i t a u r i yeah so that's about right chitari but we don't really get any chitari. 
background on them. And I know I keep harping on this, but this is the only time I'm going to do this because everything else in this movie is really well explained except who in God's name are the Chitari. Yeah, but I, I mean, this movie doesn't need, uh, like, like Loki just needed henchmen. Exactly. But I just think that could have been handled better. That's the only time I'm no. going to say this. L- yeah, I mean, I, I think this movie's already two hours and 24 minutes long or 23 minutes long. I think if you tried to put in any sort of background on the Chitari outside of what's in the post credit yeah. scene, it would have just been like, it would have been too confusing. You know, that's like, Agreed. all we need to know is that they're literally just an endless swarm of baddies. Right. And they, that, that they don't come Loki from can, the nine realms. And they, yeah, they don't come from the nine realms. And that's, that is literally good enough for me. I, I don't much care that the Chitari don't have much background. Yeah, no, okay. I just will live. Um, yeah. But I do love Loki. Oh man, oh, yeah. do I love Loki. Oh yeah. So this oh, this man. for me was the first time I ever saw Loki because I had yet to see Thor when I first saw the Avengers. I had seen Thor, but only I think once and maybe like while I was like with a group. And I don't know if this is consistent with what I said last time, but I remember seeing the Avengers and being like, this character is very heavily in this movie and almost thinking that it was like an introduction role, even though I know he plays a huge part in Thor. Yeah, like I never saw dark world before i saw age of ultron i never saw thor before i saw this so like this and age of ultron were the only experiences i had with loki like when i saw them so you know we get this sort of opening scene with with the chitari and with loki and they're kind of giving background on the tesseract and i mean basically all you need to know about the tesseract is like it's a big power source this movie is definitely less about the villains than it is the heroes Um, it's the all spark but we'll just move on from that right and then we get, uh, we're in Shieldland, the land of enchantment, or wherever we are. And my only, like, let me say this now, I love this movie. It's a little long, and other than that, it is literally flawless. Like, I'll have minor complaints here and there throughout this review. I have a large complaint. I love this movie. I have a large but complaint. The first good guy that speaks in this movie doesn't make any sense to me at all. What do you mean? Why? 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 why is kobe smulders in this movie at all oh yeah no that was my large complaint about this is her acting is so bad it almost ruined the movie Her acting is so incredibly bad like there's there's no conceivable reason why she should be in this and it's not like she was in this and then she had like a large role in agents of shield those of you who have watched agents of shield because this was like the kickoff for that uh because she didn't she like appears in a few episodes and you're like well kobe smolders you were in like eight seasons of how i met your mother how on earth do you think you're too good for tv and you're only sort of good enough for a supporting role in this movie so wh- wh- I be- why are you I here believe she was in winter soldier if i'm not mistaken like she she appears isn't she like a, a big part movies. of winter soldier i don't am remember. i missing that i might be missing that. I'm, i don't know i'm anyway blocking her character out of my i like kobe smolders as robin whatever shabatsky in yeah. uh, how much mother i do not like her as maria hill i do not like maria hill i do not think she should have been in this movie moving on I, yeah, because if I, we keep talking oh about gosh. it i'm gonna get annoyed <clears throat> I, you like, won't like I'm me when i'm annoyed so... about kobe smolders i oh my gosh you weren't even right for ted i oh gosh that's why she's not the mother she's the wife anyway so we get phase two of prototype shipped out whatever that means but phase two ha, Did, were ha, you ha, like ha, ha, ha. i know yeah were you like oh it's so meta there's a phase yeah. two. avengers assembled ha yeah. <laughs> Uh, and we finally get Hawkeye's name. Hawkeye is named. Oh, Hawkeye is named. I do have a, a minor complaint about uh, Hawkeye. Okay, this this whole movie, we're going to have to do a lot of character talk. It's going to be a little, I think it's going to be a little bit less plot, a little yeah. bit more. Well, but there isn't really a plot. Th- thoughts on it. And there's a little bit of a plot. Uh, Clint Barton in this movie, uh, what, uh, he's a supporting character. What are, what are your thoughts? I like him. 
I do too. Yes, I'm, I I'm pro Clint Barton. He's like smart I, I, I and actually, calculating. I, I like Clint Barton a lot. And, and the truth is, I remember prior to this whole project thinking to myself, like, why is Hawkeye in any of these movies? What is his purpose as a character? And then after watching it today, I was like, I want a Hawkeye movie. He's the smart one. Want, he's the smart one. And not only that, I, you know this about me. I'm a huge fan of the Arrow yeah. series on the CW. I thought, honestly, after becoming a fan of that and then coming back to Marvel, I was going to be like, gosh, Clem Barton is such a stupid character. Why is Hawkeye in this? But I was, it actually like reinforced how much I like the, the Archer trope yeah. in the, in the, um, superhero realm but no he's in the superhero genre he's great um he's sensible which like, yeah he's no one else is and he has heart and, and you see that from the very beginning in, in both of those things one in that the, the portal opens or the portal is about to open and he says that thing about you know it's not happening on our end and sam jackson's like what are you talking about and he goes doors open from both sides and none yeah, of them had ever thought about that before yeah they were like wait a minute what like that the idea that something on the other end could have been like not good yeah like they um, never thought about that before and then he literally says, like, he has heart and then takes over his heart. Did you notice uh, – this is something I did not like about Hawkeye in this movie. And this is like a ultra critique. I don't think anybody would ever notice it if I didn't say anything. Uh, the first – so so in Thor, we see him pick up the bow. Yep. But he never fires an arrow, right? Yep. And then he's – you know, he's Hawkeye. They, they've introduced him as – you know, he likes to watch from a distance. He's cold calculating. I think he even has the bow in this scene. And the first – projectile he fires is from a gun yeah i thought that was kind of strange i was like that's hawkeye yeah he's like the the bow guy of the marvel yeah I don't, I don't really get it but you know did you do you think there was anything there like that was um you know loki is like sort of expanding his mind and being like listen you can use the bow all you want but a gun is more effective i think absolutely yeah. <laughs> I think absolutely that's the case is it like he's like, not hawkeye when he's with loki he's just a soldier yeah but later on he uses the bow in germany Right, I mean, I don't know. That's what he was there. I guess it's stealthier there. Yeah. This is, you know. Yeah, they didn't really need to be stealthy. They needed to wreck some face. Yeah. So we get the whole scene with the portal opens, Loki standing there with the scepter, and he's he's back. So he's back in back in Midgard. Back in Midgard, and he is he's back with a vengeance. Um, Destroys the whole S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters thing, and Sam Jackson has a line that says, As of right now, this is a level seven. We are at war. And I'm like, seven? That's a seven? That's only a seven? I know. Your whole I base that was, that was like a, That's a 4,000, bro. You're, that's, if, that's a, yeah, you that's a, a god that's a, come through a portal and destroy your headquarters. That's a code X. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Like, there's, you can't get any worse. Seven? Right. What is a 10? Question. Did yeah. your version of, for this next scene with Romanov in the chair, did your version have subtitles? Yeah. Mine didn't. So uh, I just I think it listened did. to some Russian being spoken. Yeah, it had subtitles. Yeah, mine yeah, did yeah. not. I watched this on... God, I don't even know. Are you going to bleep me out again? <laughs> <laughs> I watched this on... Did you... Is that a thing? Apparently. It's not actual... Golly. I cannot tell people that's where you watch this. Yeah, so I... Yeah, so we've got, we've, we've got the, the chase. Good chase. I like the chase. Um, good action getting started. Unfortunately, Kobe Smulders is like the lead in this action. I don't know why they couldn't have had just a different Avenger chill in there. I guess we don't... I, I mean, you could have War Machine there. Or something. You're not in this movie at all. But then we get introductory scenes for each individual Avenger. So we get yeah. Natasha Romanoff. But they don't they don't feel weird. No. They don't I feel I, even out of order. They kind of feel together. Yeah, no, I didn't say that to, to say that they were out of order. I was just saying that we get I didn't even realize it until I read my notes and I was like, there's a Romanoff scene and then a banner scene and then a Steve scene and then a Tony scene. Uh so we start with Romanoff and uh of course we we know Agent Romanoff is awesome from Iron Man two, but this you know, it's been a while since we've seen her, so we get this 
awesome scene so good where she's like in the chair and the guys like it reminds me of the scene from the incredibles where uh they're they're in the car wait like listening to the police scanner and they're like going back and forth about the whole thing and they were like and he starts monologuing yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong guys got the key to destroy the world <laughs> and he starts monologuing and then yeah they bring that up a few times in the movie but uh, yeah so she's got the guy monologuing about like how could you have ever caught me and then oh my gosh so funny phil colson calls like the henchman <laughs> i asked to speak like, to the you're, boss you're at like 220b baker yeah. street we have a f-16 we can level the block before you hit the lobby right (laughs) he puts her on the phone and she's just like i'm getting everything i need from this guy are you serious right now and the guy's just like what do you mean i'm interrogating you and she's just like sweetheart she she looks at him like are you kidding (laughs) and then she just beats the crap out of him yep he's awesome yep oh my gosh and then she does the thing where i thought she was gonna wrap the chain around his neck and then i was like "Mm, that's a bit morbid for this uh like this is a feel-good superhero movie at the end of the day yeah and it's also very early in the movie to be killing people right right like to be strangling somebody um so she she wraps the chain around his leg and then drops him down and you can like hear his leg pop yeah i so not only did i watch this on my xbox but my when you watch it on the xbox you can just plug your headphones into the controller so i watched it with like my super high quality editing headphones and uh it was very very loud (laughs) (laughs) nice and i and i could hear everything nice uh and uh so that was a like a, a huge moment for me watching this movie i was like oh my god for sure that guy's in so much pain <laughs> anyway so she she has to go get the big guy and she's like uh i don't want to talk to stark and phil's like nope i got stark you yeah, get the she, big guy she's like she's like you know stark and i have this relationship and i do they have a bad relationship at this point i mean clearly they do obviously because she says it but is that how iron man 2 ended we like just watched this weren't they like still in cahoots at the end of that i I don't know i just i I feel like he didn't want to talk to her because she's shield and he doesn't qualify for the program and then she yeah so she gets sent um apparently they killed Liv tyler at some point uh she gets sent to deal with hulk they killed her well i don't know if they killed her but uh did you notice i didn't notice this ever previously because i never really paid attention to the incredible hulk the movie but did you realize how much footage they used from the incredible hulk in like briefings and stuff like that a lot i'd yeah, it was it was all over the yeah. place. Like the scene at the at the Culver University, where you know, like he's yeah, there, it was it was way more prevalent than I thought it yeah, was. I was surprised. Because I thought they were kind of trying to brush it under the rug, but it was like I thought I saw more scenes from that than I did from the rest of the movies um, playing in the background. For sure, for sure. And so we get to India, and Bruce Banner's working as an actual doctor and using his science. I was like, I actually have a note about Bruce Banner as as a doctor. Um, I, it just goes through this whole thing. I'm like, that's that's not Edward Orton. But then I said, whatever, I'll roll with it. Uh, you know, because like I can accept that he can turn into a giant green monster, but I can't accept that he can turn into Mark Ruffalo. I feel like that's unfair to him. You know, his whole thing is that he's a shapeshifter, just not necessarily in this way. But whatever, he can just change faces. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I mean, um, you just kind of gotta ignore that one. But he was a mechanical engineer or whatever, and now he's like a medical doctor. He's not a medical doctor. He's just a general smart person. But I mean, I like I like that they're finally showing Bruce Banner as a smart person instead of like a helpless idiot. Yeah, and he's, I don't. I didn't see him sleeping once in this. Yeah, movie. there was no sleeping in Mexican streets. I was so surprised. I was like, wait, that, that was your strong point. Yeah, that, you know, you didn't have a weakness, but you you had some strengths. It was muscles and sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And he's naive enough to think that he'd gotten away from Shield, and Shield didn't know where he was. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Yeah, no. I, yeah, Shield was like, we've we've been tracking you this entire time. Yep. Um, but he do you, he agrees to help them fight. Well, he agrees to 
search for yeah, well, he agrees to help out the gamma radiation um did you feel like like the whole reveal in this movie is is that hulk is always angry uh did you feel like like watching this movie that he was always angry or actually yeah i do i i think that mark ruffalo did a much better job of seeming like he was always on edge really yeah but i see but i don't want if hulk is always angry i want hulk to be angry not nervous like nervous seems like an out of control emotion where angry seems like maybe not out of control but like like nervous to me is like a calm out of control where angry is like an upset out of control right but he's he's always angry but he's learned to control his anger like he's mad at what happened to him that's true he says that straight up and nobody treats him like a person he doesn't even treat himself like a person correct yeah he always thinks like if anybody wants me it's because they want the hulk and you know which is accurate yeah but they actually just they they, and she literally said that she does he goes you know you're not after the big guy and and or the the other guy or whatever and she goes no we're after bruce banner or whatever she says but something like that that they need him because he's a gamma specialist not because he's a big monster so anyway bruce banner signs up to help shield in some capacity he's gonna look for the all spark yeah he was like yeah i'll help you find it i'm the the leader in gamma radiation or whatever so he does it <laughs> he says that great line though about when she asked him to help him find the tesseract and he goes what does shield want me to do eat it yeah no i thought that was really funny because he which he's probably worked learning TBH. yeah he's like learning the limits of hulk and that hulk like, has no limits he can't die right hulk hulk can't be defeated although i mean he is like pounded into submission briefly earlier or like later on in this movie and i like that they never address the trope that i think they could be addressing and i hope they don't do this in ragnarok or the following two films that hulk is heavily featured in uh that that hulk has almost like a time limit you know what i'm saying no you don't think hulk has a time limit you think he just stays hulk as long as he needs to i think he stays hulk until he gets knocked out or passes out or whatever right so that's like i'm i'm glad that they don't have a situation where like he, he like just he runs out of hulk. back into hulk right yeah no i don't i mean i think they'll eventually play that in and then next we get captain america and we get a re yeah. Yeah, we get a redo of that whole post-credit scene but this time better yeah oh, it's, it's so the, like the, the same scene but with more dialogue i love captain america i love captain america i like this whole scene i was like holy crap this character is so stinking tbh i was not sold on steve during this movie what yeah oh my god we'll talk about it later when we when we get to to wrap up but here's here's listen no because i want to address this right now i love captain america i like i am obsessed with this character okay i think he's i think he's well played out he's he's dynamic he sticks to his guns he's he's cool and and what's cool about this movie and what i what i absolutely love about this movie is that as much as i love captain america i love iron man and i love thor you know it's not like like one of them gets developed better or has a better set of dialogue or anything like that like they all get all this attention and all this time given to them and they can all be excellent like you know it's not like you're distributing points in madden and you have 100 points to distribute over like 50 stats yeah it's like you can you can make everything the best you know yeah. it's almost like cheat codes yeah, for like, sure this movie is like cheat for codes sure. however i like captain america i do i'm not saying i don't i'm not saying it's not a great character but he's a what yeah he doesn't let people change he lets no people he change he does not let tony change for Four movies, five movies, six movies. He does what not. He about? does not let Tony grow as a person. He refuses to acknowledge it. Him and Tony like have a little bout, and then they become no, friends. They don't. in this movie no, they like don't. twice. Even even at the end of it, they're still fighting. I mean, they're they are fundamentally like different heroes. You know, they are set up to be the two sort of clashing. But, like heroes. he has no reason at this point to dislike Tony, other than his own like jaded 
moral compass. Well, he dislikes Tony because when he went under, you know, he was like, we're going to win the war. And then he comes back and Tony is the merchant of literally the yes, next Yes, but Tony war. has given that up by the time that he resurrects. Tony has seen the error of his ways. Yeah, but it's still Tony's fault. It's not Tony's fault, though. I mean, it's still Stark Industries' fault. None of this is Stark Industries' fault. Loki is not Stark Industries' fault. Oh, no, not, not Loki. Yeah, no. But uh, here's the thing. is like, Captain America, here's, here's my issue. Okay, Captain America is all about, you know, America and the process in this movie. America and the process and, you know, do the whole military by orders and, and kind of thing. And then uh, he has a few moments where he kind of goes off on his own. Um, but that's, like, not who he was in Captain America. Like, in Captain America, he just decides, hey, I'm going to stop doing this propaganda thing, and I'm just going to jump out of this plane and march right up through Hydra's headquarters. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm saying. And save the 107. That's the problem I have with this, though, is that now Steve is not that guy anymore. He's He is Captain America now. He's Mr. Hero. He is Mr. Hero. And they and I don't like that. They give him a... This, so the, the Chitauri are not, like, the ideal villain for Captain America to fight. Not because they're, you know, not Nazis or whatever, because they're pretty equivalent to Hydra in that regard, but because they can fly. Yeah, they can fly. And he can't. Yeah. <laughs> and he is useless during that fight. He is not useless during that fight. They give him, actually, I like how they, they handle him. Much he's more able useless to call the than fight. everybody else. <clears throat> but he's able to lead the, yeah. he's able to lead the team, which I think is, like, the whole movie, like, the reason he has so much power is because the whole movie is about how disorganized they are. And then when they put their trust in Captain America to be the leader, to be the captain, and to call the fight, you know, that's when they really all come together as a team and they all play to their strengths. Because if Iron Man was doing Captain, what Captain America was doing, it wouldn't have worked. And if Captain America had put on, like, the Iron Patriot armor, it wouldn't have worked. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I get what you're saying, but, like, if the roles were reversed and for whatever reason Tony had to be in command, Steve wouldn't listen. And that's what I'm talking about. Well, Steve yeah, but... is pissing me off in this movie because he thinks he's better than everybody else. And he literally is fighting with Tony for no reason the whole time. I think... I think the reason he feels that way is because, you know, and him and Tony have that bout at the end of it where they're, where he's like, we're soldiers. And Tony's like, we are not soldiers. Um, you know, where Captain America feels like I am an exceptional soldier. Like I have experience in battle that these guys don't have. And I think he's wrong in that regard, you know, because they do have experience, you know, like uh, Tony has defeated Obadiah and uh, Hammer at this point. Right. And, uh, and Whiplash. But, you know, Captain America, he's like, I... I fought Red Skull. You know, I have experience with the Tesseract. I understand why it's so evil. You you all aren't understanding why the Tesseract is such a big deal. And and nobody's, like, sort of explaining to him, you know, like, we're all on the same page as to how bad the situation right. is. But what I'm saying is 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 the whole time, especially for the, the whole time, especially for this exposition part, it's like Tony wants to fight the enemy. Steve wants to fight the enemy and Tony. The whole scene in the helicarrier, where he just keeps going after him. Are you talking about the scene where the Infinity Stone messes everybody up? Yeah, before that. Which explain a little further. Which scene are you talking about? When it's um just Tony, Steve, and and Bruce talking, and they're they're going over the fact that everything seems a little fishy, and everything seems a little too nice, that Loki get captured, and all that. Oh, oh, I I think the fact that he's Captain America. I see what you're saying, and I think the fact that he's Captain America. You know, like he has this military background. Is why he's acting this way. Is he's like we were given orders, and we need to follow them, and that was. You know, that was, as far as I know, the World War II way of thinking as a soldier. And, you know, he doesn't quite understand the And that's, that's not what I'm talking thing. about, though. It's just like he's he's taking into question everything is Tony's fault. Everything is somehow related to Tony. He keeps doing it, even in the scene with the Infinity Stone. He just keeps doing it. Everything comes back to Tony. Well, yeah. I mean... Tony hasn't done anything to Steve. But Tony... Tony does the same thing to Steve. He's always bugging him and he's like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have taken you off Ice Cap and maybe blah, blah, blah. Like, 
I think Tony's egging him on as much as Cap's egging uh, Tony. I disagreed. Disagreed. But I'm Team Tony, so. I'm team Cap. I've noticed. This is going to be fun. I can't wait for Civil War. It's going to be a barn burner episode. It's literally a Captain America movie. I like, you're don't, supposed to cheer Yeah, but I don't. Uh, you're like, uh, Anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, plus, Captain America has the best line in this whole movie. What is... You tell me, what do you think the best line in the whole movie is? I understand that reference. Oh, I disagree. That's not no, the best line. No, I know. That I just... Is, that was, it was staring me down. I wrote that down. Oh. That's that's up there. It's one of the best lines. I'm just... Oh, but the best line in this whole movie is when he's talking about uh, where, where uh, Scarlett Johansson is like, they're literal gods. Oh, yeah. And he's There's like, only one god, ma'am, and he does not dress like that. <laughs> anyway, so we get the scene. I'm going to just run down the plot real quick, real quick, so we can keep moving on. Steve with the punchy bag, and then he punches the bag out, and then he just picks up another punchy bag, and I, again, had to pause the movie and laugh. I, I love the punching bag yeah. thing. I think it's great. They're, they're so heavy. <laughs> you know how heavy a punching bag is? They're very heavy. They're like, I can't. Like, when I punch a punching bag, it doesn't move. That's wild. Okay, so we get PTSD Steve that's punching the bag. We get this whole scene again, picks up the punching bag, and Nick Fury recruits him to go be with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yay, we're all in the helicarrier now. Oh, sorry, we get to, gotta get Tony. Um, so we get the scene with Pepper and Tony, and I actually love this scene. It's the first time we get... Well, I don't know if it's the first time, but it's uh, the first time I noticed that they used the number 12 in a uh, Avengers movie or in a, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. Uh, Ethan, do you know the significance of the number 12 in in film? No. This is, this is not just a, a superhero thing. This is throughout all film. A 12 is thought to be um, typically used for like comic relief. 12 is the largest one syllable number. Um, so it's it's always gotten this joke in writing as being like the the, the highest one syllable number. We get to use the number twelve. I like the number twelve. Okay, it's like a it's like a thing throughout movies. It's like the Wilhelm scream. Scream. You'll always hear twelve, and it'll be like around some sort of joke. I really wish you hadn't told like, me this because I'm gonna start listening for the number twelve. Number twelve, a one one three, in any animated movies. I thought that was just Pixar. No, it's um, it's a lot of Pixar. No, it's it's a lot of Pixar, but it's actually all animated films because it's the yeah, classroom at UC Berkeley or whatever where animation talk yeah you see or wherever it is um so you see that a lot and then uh, there's the other stuff but anyway that's your little uh little fun film fact for the day well now I know something more and I'm I hate yep. you for it well you're yep. welcome so everybody's on the helicarrier now we get full full team full stock of Avengers we got all of them yep. many and many Avengers got, I love the way they reveal the helicarrier um I think the acting in this the chemistry between Mark Ruffalo and Chris Evans is meh but where they're like, oh, is it a submarine? The, and then it, it, it takes off in the, the air. The acting between everybody and Chris Evans is meh, and I think that's intentional. Do you think it's because think he's it's you know, a man out Yeah, of time. I think that, that Cap's just kind of like awkward and nobody really wants to talk to him. And he's he, not only is he awkward, but he's also like this living yeah. legend, quite literally. Yeah, and like you can't, like, he, and he doesn't get to know anybody, clearly, and he's kind of standoffish. Yeah, I love the way they did Cap's outfits, where like Chris Evans is just wearing like, old man yeah, clothes. Yeah, he's definitely still outdated. I think it's silly. It's great, though. It's I really love it. But yeah, the helicarrier takes off from the water and they're just like, Mark Ruffalo's like, oh, I can't be on a submarine. This is a bad idea. And then the thing starts to take off and he goes, oh, that's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great. And he wears purple yeah. shirts. I love him. I love Mark Ruffalo. You liked the purple shirt. I love the purple shirt. I, I was like, wow. Wow, Hulk's wearing a purple shirt. How uh, how silly. I mean, how fun. It's better than the, like, the, the stretchy pants. I the stretch pants. I mean, funny. it was funny, but like, but, I think uh, that it's it's much more subtle. It's if I think the beating us over. Our head I don't. I feel thing. like it's an Avengers joke and not like a we need to hit you with this joke joke. Right. Like in case you're watching this and weren't sure who plays the Hulk, 
But you do know that the Hulk wears purple shirts. Well, the Hulk wears purple pants. Correct. Not purple shirts. Like, I think they can get away with it. I like right, it. I like whatever. it. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Who's your Who's your favorite Avenger at this point? At this point? I don't know. It's a great question. They've all got their merits. That's what I love about the movies. They've all got their merits. Yeah, like, I actually, this time around, I really like Thor. I, I and I never really Thor's liked Thor character. to begin with because I never watched his movies. So I was just like, who is this guy? Yeah. We do get a couple important scenes while they're the helicarrier. Um, the first one, which is... By the time they launched the helicarrier, have they caught Loki? Have we not done no, that? No, we have not done that yet. Okay. Yeah, because they, they learn about Stuttgart on the helicarrier. Anyway, we get two important scenes. One is Nick Fury has said that thing when uh, he and Cap were at the gym, and he was like... Cap was like, oh, I don't think you can find anything that's going to, you know, surprise me. Surprise me at this point. <laughs> Nick Fury's like... I bet you ten bucks you're wrong. And then as soon as they get on the helicarrier, Steve just pulls out ten dollars and hands it to him and walks away. That was hilarious. Yeah, yeah I thought hilarious. that was so good. Do you think? Okay, so I I want to address this, um, and I don't know if you noticed it, but with Nick Fury throughout this entire movie, there's a lot of talk about how he has one eye, or he talks about like his ability to see things or to watch people, and even Tony makes the comment like, "How does Nick Fury even see all of these monitors?" Did you notice all of the comments about, like, anytime they talk about Nick Fury, somebody says yeah. something about vision? And not even necessarily like a, you know, he's he's one-sided or or bad at vision or whatever. You know, like not, not like addressing like, hey, you've got an yeah. eye patch, did you know? But like, did you notice they yeah, talk about his eyes so. a lot? What do you think the relevance of that was? Do you think it's just foreshadowing for the next Captain America where he's got an eye on the whole world and his whole idea of safety is no, how he's pointed at everybody? No, he's guards Odin. Or, you think he's Midgard's yeah, He's like Odin? God to these people, basically. He's the he's the you commander. You don't think he's more like uh um uh Elba? I mean, yes and no. I think he's I think he stands for both the of those Watcher. characters. In that like I think Nick Fury's got something to do with and I thought this the whole time I've seen these movies. He he knows more than he lets on. Well yeah, he's yeah. his secrets have They secrets. say that and I mean yeah, I think even even more than is addressed. Like he's he's in cahoots. He is okay, in cahoots. so so in, uh, in the you know, Norse mythology Odin had to leave the his eye at the bottom of the world tree. Well, who's to mm-hmm. say that somebody from every realm doesn't have to do that? You know, I'm I'm so interested in the fact that you brought up Odin and his eye patch because I did not even a little bit make that connection, and that's something that's so obvious. It's like a physical yeah. character. Well, and, and I think it just kind of also be to paint him as as a kind of sinister character with with secretive motives. Well, I always thought that his eye patch might not be an eye patch. It might be like well, a and that's screen. what I'm saying. That's why I'm I'm kind of where i was kind of getting with that is because like the whole thing is that odin can still see out of that eye that's missing that eye sees right. everything that's how he's all knowing he's the all father anyway like why is kobe smolders even why in, this is she movie? in this movie who let her in this door who do you know here like I, it's 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 literally like she walked on set and just put a costume on and just like oh, God. they were like oh i didn't did no did you call her no no i didn't call her Anyway, we get to Germany. We get this whole scene where Loki gets captured way too easily. This is this whole movie. I love this scene in Germany. He does get captured easily, but gets captured on purpose. He wants the Avengers I'm, to fight I'm each just other. Pointing, like, I'm, I'm, I understand why. I'm just pointing that out because it's it, it is then uh, beat over the head over and over and over again right. in the next eight scenes. But but the reason he's in Germany is to get iridium. Which, by the way, you can uh, watch Ethan and I hunt for iridium in uh, in the Borderlands on Twitch. Whenever you tweeted us to get on Twitch, uh, we'll be we'll be happy to yep. to go through the lands. Anyway, so they're, yeah, they're in Germany, and uh, I, this is one of the few scenes. You know how maybe you don't experience this on your Facebook feed, but you know how my Facebook feed, every time I'm scrolling through, they're always like best superhero scenes, and it's literally always the scene with Quicksilver from X Men: Days of Future yeah. Past or whichever one. Where the school's yep. exploding. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? 
this scene belongs in one of those lists. Agreed. It is so good. Yeah, agreed. Except the, the plausible deniability here. Loki's just walking around with that scepter. Somebody would have said something. I, d- I disagree. He looks like he fits in. Mm. And Loki does does a really good job of blending. He also is Loki. So, like, it's something you and I didn't even catch when we did the Thor review. Was that, like, Loki intentionally doesn't let, like, Loki intentionally approaches Heimdall knowing that he's going to fail when he speaks to Heimdall because he convinced Thor to go to Jotunheim. Yeah. Like, he's the reason that Thor goes to Jotunheim in the first place. Yeah. And you and I didn't catch that. We just were like, yeah, Thor is an idiot. He wants to go to Jotunheim. Yeah, no, I figured that out afterward. Yeah. I felt like an idiot after we recorded yep. that. But, uh, same. But yeah, so Loki's the reason that that all happened. And he, like, intentionally lets Heimdall let him feel like an idiot. So that everybody else is like, well, Loki, you can't even talk to Heimdall, but boom. So I think Loki, you know, he's master of deception. You know, the only person that can go toe to toe with him in any of these movies is Black Widow, which I think is very cool. And I think I have some interior theory that Black Widow is not of Midgard. And I think that that's generally accepted yeah. because she's like 150 yeah, years no, old, she's, right? She's definitely not a normal human. I think she's, yeah. she's probably from Anaheim. Yeah. <laughs> is it? You know, I've still I've I've listened to Norse I've listened to Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman now, and I still don't know what that realm is called. But Anaheim. it's I mean, it's not yes, Anaheim. It's he said something else, but I don't remember what it is. Gotcha. He also pronounces uh, it Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Well, he's he's British. He's probably also correct. He seems like he probably did a lot more research. <laughs> he's a lot closer to the Norse yeah. than we are. Yeah. The Norse, the Norse. Um, I did like in a classic Tony Stark thing where he makes up nicknames for everybody. He called Loki Reindeer Games, which yeah. I thought was hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, and then we get our first scene with Barton with the bow. Yep. Uh, where he's knocking out the dudes, which I thought yep. was great. And then he's he's got the thing with the eyeball, which was like brutal as can be. Yeah. I was like, whoa. This is insane. Yeah, he sticks that thing in that dude's eye. Yeah, so that was nuts. Yikes. Out. And I literally have a note written here because I didn't realize they were going to beat me over the head with it. And I said, oh, and Loki just allows himself to be captured. No way. That's not a trap. Parentheses. Sarcasm. Parentheses. Yeah. No, I mean, obviously Loki goes into this and he's like, I'm going to get the Iridium for our Tesseract and then I am going to unleash the Hulk. Yep. Because uh, Loki's so clever. And they're like, such a good villain. they're on the plane and it starts thundering and Loki's obviously shook. And just like whoa, scared whoa, of a little whoa, lightning. Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I jive with what you're saying and I'm, I'm excited to get to that. But in the scene in Germany, we have some great lines we need to talk about. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay, so, you know, Loki gets out there and he's doing the kneel. Yeah. And then the German man stands up and he's like, you know, I don't know what he says. But then Loki's like, there are no men like me. And then he says, there will always be men like you. Yeah. I'm literally reciting it to you right now, getting chills. Yeah. And, then, and then Steve has his line. It's like last time I was in Germany and a man was standing over everybody. And, uh, we didn't get along. We didn't too agree. Well. Yeah, which I thought was interesting because I think that's you know alluding to Hitler, but no, it's alluding to double Hitler, to, to, to Overlord Mecca Red Skull Hitler. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yes, that's for you. Yeah, so he's alluding to Super Hitler, yeah. Red Skull, uh, Agent Smith, yep. and uh, and then Steve shows up with shoot to thrill. Super excited for Tony the ACDC rock opera. Super shoot to thrill, shoot to thrill. Right, Steve. Tony shows up with shoot to thrill. The ACDC rock opera that is Iron. Before Man. Tony shows up, I have a note here written that says, "Here we go, Shield. I'm about to fire some machine guns into a crowd of people. What's new?" I, <laughs> I noticed the same but thing. But then, then Tony like, showed up and stopped oh, that. Gosh. Yeah, he was like, "And here we go again, yep. firing guns into crowds." So we uh, get a really anticlimactic fight scene. Loki gets captured. Uh, yeah, Loki gets captured real easily. He's his horns go away. 
they get the scepter you know they they're they're moving forward they're studying gamma radiation interestingly enough do you think that they think the infinity stone is just part of the tesseract thing or do you think like why do you think that was so glossed over in this movie because the concept hadn't been introduced yet but like they had planned that out. Yes, but you only know it's called an Infinity Stone because of Guardians of the Galaxy. I think even past that is the only reason we know. Well, no, it's the post credit scene in this one that reveals it. Is well, it? Thanos is in it. Yes, but like, I don't is... think Infinity Stone is said until Guardians. Correct. Yeah. yeah, Thanos is the collector of the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. So if you if you know who Thanos is, then you know. Yeah. Like, that's what's that's what's coming up. But, like, it is not revealed that that is... It, I don't think yet has been revealed that that is an infinity stone it's kind of like the uh um tom riddle's diary yeah, i was gonna say it's like it happens afterward like right. he was already there oh you already knocked one out cool right well done yeah i thought it was weird that uh um like loki didn't use a scepter when they fought the frost giants in jotunheim so i thought it was weird that thor wasn't like hmm what's that uh what's that scepter you got there brother i don't think thor is in any way surprised by loki anymore i think he's just kind of like yep all right this is another thing we're doing thank Come you home brother yep Oh man, that, that line, they're like, what, are you scared of a little lightning? And he goes, I'm not overly fond of what follows. Yeah, and then we have we have Thor yeah. back. Oh man, Thor's introduction in this movie is good. Yeah, he just like I love, flies into the plane. Uh, yeah, I love that. I love the uh, confrontation he has with Loki back on the uh, Pride Rock of... Yeah, and then Tony comes down and they fight. Uh, but I, but I want to talk about the confrontation real quick where they're you know, having this <coughs> real elegant speech and, uh, you know, he's like, you need to come home, brother. You need to... Uh, the all father misses you and i miss you and yada 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 and uh, i thought that that was really good i thought that, you know the chemistry that they had throughout uh thor was really good and i thought that it picked up really yeah, well in this agreed movie. and i think i think you can gloss over it if you're not paying attention you can miss it like the sort of conversation that those two are having and the the trouble that that's causing thor but i think i think it's something that if you pay attention to really improves your experience in this movie for sure for sure um they have excellent chemistry together they feel like battling siblings i mean they did a really good job of this yeah. and then tony shows and up, then shoot they throw. fight and loki's just they're like "Ooh, hit him yeah i'm just gonna stand here it's cool I'm not gonna run away we're good i think yeah i think if you were concerned whether or not he was captured on purpose before you know now right that he but was captured my whole on purpose. thing is like and and i get it that everybody knows but nobody's saying it but like you guys should really be more aware of that right like this guy like you all fought in the woods for a solid, like, four minutes of movie time. And this dude just literally sat there while you did that. Well, I mean, like, four minutes of literally... movie fight time is, like, 12 seconds. Yeah. And I'll get to that later. So, I actually have a complaint about that later in my notes. Well, there's something. There's a couple things that happen in this scene, in this fight. I think it's a good fight where we get, you know, Cap fights Thor and Iron Man. Iron Man and Thor have their fight. But, you know, this is like a collaboration movie where everybody's coming together. And you get this scene where Thor, like hits tony with the lightning and jarvis is like power upgraded to 400 percent." and i i i had this complaint the day i saw this movie so naively five years ago where i was like that was it five years yeah. gosh that's so recent yeah um but i had this complaint oh. then where i was like why did that never show back up like this is a teamwork movie and we just learned that these two have like this awesome joint skill and, and then and then it literally happens again moments later where thor hits cap's hammer or thor hits cap's shield with the hammer and it like levels part of the forest yeah. you know with the shockwave and it's like why couldn't you have used that to destroy a bunch of chitari agreed but like like there was these two you know, like go from fighting to allies in this scene well, and this could have even been... in that fight later they all fight very individually but as a team well like, they they've got kind of like squadrons no they've got their own individual jobs basically oh yeah yeah 
Cap calls it, and then everybody kind of goes and does their right. Thing. And so, like, there was but no, like, they didn't leave any okay. space for that. Yeah, I just, I felt like there was a missed opportunity. I agree, hundred percent. And then, like, it's it doesn't come back counterproductive. Later, you yeah, know? no, it's counterproductive to the to the whole we're a team, thing. right? Uh, but but I like the fight scene altogether. I think it's cool. I think it's nice to have the fight scene in the forest. Um, you know, very reminiscent of like the Force Awakens. Which is so good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, and so this is where we really start to to figure out that like these guys are on to Shield. At least Tony and, and Bruce are on to Shield. And the fact that like Shield is not really what they seem to be Correct. because they start questioning yeah, so, Shield. Yeah, they start asking questions, which is sort of counterproductive to the mission. Like I think you know, uh, Shield wants them to accept. Like, hey, we brought you here to listen to our orders so that we can take care of everything. And we're learning that S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't have it all figured out. And these guys are all like independent heroes and you're asking them to team up right. and, and not only team up, but follow orders, right. you know? So it's, it's like, yeah. And I guess that's kind of the, the moral at the end is like S.H.I.E.L.D. can't control these guys, but they can control each other. Yeah. But S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. is not the necessarily the good guy that, that they try to make themselves out to be. And Tony at least realizes that from from this point right he's like you know i'm not just gonna blindly accept that these people that want us to fight the oncoming storm are are the the good guys like i will fight the oncoming storm but not because these guys told me to right. because and he says that, that thing, is even, my duty even his secrets have secrets right and he's got you know but yeah we do get one one great thing in here in that tony is is really making an effort to make bruce banner feel like a person yeah yeah he's really really we, trying like he's really taking an inclusive effort with bruce banner right because he's fascinated by bruce banner and the fact that he's like this brilliant scientist and you know can't control himself basically so tony's trying to help him make him feel like a person because he doesn't even treat himself like a person right right and tony's super interested and we've we've seen sort of speckled and like tony is not only a great superhero like like iron man is a great superhero and a, a great hero and force for good but tony is like the ultimate schmoozer yeah you know what i'm saying sure. like tony can like he is better at the social part of being a person than right. anyone else. Right, and with else the exception of Steve group. Rogers, he can make anybody like him. Right, and that's why Steve's such an enigma for him. He's like, you know, this Steve is like Steve can't be schmoozed. He can't be sold. No, not on anything. You know, like yeah. And we get we not, get some weird development from Thor out of this, like just randomly when Thor is talking to Coulson, and he's just like, "Earth was better without the gods." Yeah, we come here. We say we are. More advanced than you, but we battle like Bill Schneider. Bill Schneider. Schneider. Right. <laughs> he gets that great line like, big, huge, disgusting, antlers. Scary antlers. You don't have those? Oh, they're repulsive. <laughs> Coles is yeah. just like, what? What is a Bill Schneider? But I, I, that's a, that's a big development for Thor. Thor's like, we came and screwed everything up. Right. Like, we are not necessarily a force for improvement no. here. And obviously, Thor is battling with the fact that, like, oh crap, Loki is, you know, the villain again. Yeah. Like, every time I come here, he comes here and ruins everything. Yeah. Um, and and you got your moment where Coulson explains to Thor why um, uh, Natalie Portman is not in this movie. Yep, she gets moved to the middle yep, of nowhere. So you're welcome. They start. They use the phrase "means to" a lot more than it happens in normal conversation. Like everybody keeps saying, "Oh, he means to do this. He means to step on us. He means to release the Hulk." Like I've never said that in my life. Yeah, yeah. I did. You know, now I didn't notice that, but it's, now that you mentioned, by the it, time I wrote this note, I counted four times. Well, I think you hear that a lot from. Uh, Thor, I think, but because that's kind of Thor like the, didn't the say speech. it at any point. Right, Nick Fury right. said it. Black Widow said it. I think Tony said it, and somebody else. Okay, Cubby Smolder's second worst thing in this movie. Well, actually, worst thing in this movie. Second worst thing in this movie is Scarlett Johansson saying, "I got red in my ledger." Oh my god! I was this no is, no like, commitment to that line. None whatsoever. This whole oh, and you're supposed to be like the super spy, and you're like, you know, I, I killed all these people, and I want to uh, get past yeah, that. Her whole motive but, is not very like, believable. Yeah. 
No, but and I just the way she says, I got red in my ledger. I want to wipe it out. What is that? Even, what what for for one thing, me five years ago when I first saw this movie was nineteen years old. Did not know what a ledger was. And I'm a pretty well-educated person. And I'm sure you're listening to me like, how on earth do you not know what a ledger is? But listen, Ethan, it's not just a thing I think everyone knows. Yeah, okay? no, I agree. Like, I, I still am not sure I know what a ledger is. Red implies a balance less than zero. So she's trying to save as many people as she's killed is what I'm hearing yes. here. Um, so yeah, so, so we've got the scene with Black Widow and Loki and she like triple agents him as hard as he's triple agenting her. Yeah. And he, he still and wins. He still, yeah. He reveals, he knows everything about I'm her. trying to release yeah. the Hulk and, uh, you know, he reveals I'm trying to release the Hulk and she figures it out and he's kind of surprised she figured no, it not. out. He, he's I mean, not. he gets a, like a genuine look of shock. Uh, I don't face, think but he does. It's not genuine. I don't think he's surprised at all. I think he wanted her to find he out. He wanted yeah. her to figure it out. Because and, that just makes, uh, makes it happening so much better because he knows it's going to happen anyway. Right. He knows that at this point I've gotten y'all too far gone. Like, like even if you figure out what my <clears> play is, I'm still going to do it. Exactly. Like, even you finding out will make it happen right, faster. Right, exactly. Because they're bickering and arguing and, and the, 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 the scepter is listening. But it, it, it functions kind of like a horcrux in Harry Potter <clears> and like, like whoever it's around or near is sort of more upset yeah. or more irritable. A dick. And uh, – Right, and and because everybody's in that room and the right. tensions are and you get so that high scene where like got... Banner doesn't even know he's holding it. Well, before that, that scene is is brilliant. It's so so acted, but it's brilliant the way it's written, and that like everybody's just bouncing off each other and going back and forth, and then you can kind of tell everybody's getting kind of delusional. And there's there's one moment where you can really tell it's supposed when the, like, to be the camera, real delusional. Camera shifts, and you get that line of of Thor being like, "You humans, you people are so, are so puny." And, and petty. petty and tiny yeah that's that's when you know that like okay nobody's in their right mind right in this scene you've got tony and captain america like back and forth like put on the suit let's go a few rounds like oh never that was say great. that to each other they do that they do that takes so many times because when the, when the thing finally sets off they were they were sitting back and forth yeah put on the suit oh yeah i'll put on the suit put on the suit yeah i'll put on the suit and then boom explosion and steve goes put on the suit and tony's like yeah yep. i'm on it they they use um, that that like explosion take Two or three more times in this movie, and it's great every time. It makes me laugh every time. Yeah, and and the the you know I love the the plane pulling up and Barton doing the like he aims it and then he just turns and shoots yep. it and it like you know the wind catches yep. it. I thought that was so cool. I know I don't know anything about bow physics or if that's how it would have worked or if whatever, but I can tell you as a fan and as a viewer, I'm totally sold. Yeah, it was exactly. awesome. It was great. Like like. It was it was very very cool. It was great, and he has a lot of those shots where it's like the no look kind of shot. Yeah. And uh, do you, do you think he has like a, a superpower, or do you think he's yeah absolutely just that absolutely good of an archer? Do you, yeah. So you think yeah. he's got some metahuman mutant same, abilities? Same kind of thing with like Daredevil. I think so he's blind. No, he's deaf. He's no, he deaf? he is deaf. deaf. Hawkeye, Clint Barton. Clint Barton that's a deaf. thing. Yeah. Hold the phone. Yeah. Hawkeye is what? deaf. No, yes, he's he not. That is impossible. No, is. He's a. That's a thing. He could what. No, he's yes, he not. Is. He uses a comm to talk to Tony is and like literally calls out patterns. He's literally deaf. That is a thing. It's in all the comics. It's in the later movies. There's, no. He is deaf. It is a thing. I promise you. Oh, he's got super lying. sight. I'm you're... pretty sure that's the thing. I, I'm telling you. Get yeah. out. Get out of town. But in the movies, he's not deaf. There's no way he's deaf. He's calling out patterns and stuff. I mean, he can... Whatever. He can... And in like... Like like in uh, Thor, he's... Yeah, well, Matt Murdock to... can see, even though he's blind uh i think it's different whatever i don't know i think he has some kind of elevated sense maybe not a superpower necessarily but some kind of elevated sense that makes him better at shooting things he's definitely got good vision yeah he's definitely you know very good at seeing yes exactly he'd probably be a hufflepuff 
What? He's a great finder. Anyway, so we get this whole big interplane fight scene, which is tight. Yeah. big, big old thing. Everybody's got their own little fights they're going through. Thor just puts his hand out. Mjolnir comes from God knows where to oh get to him. Oh my gosh, the Thor-Hulk fight. When Thor gets Mjolnir and he, and he smacks him across the face with it. What I just oh, want to know is, is Mjolnir was probably sitting in that room where... Like they were all talking in the in the you know lab, and I feel like right. it just probably busted through like four or five flight decks and probably like killed somebody on the way to get to him. Yeah, I've always wondered about that. Like Mjolnir's got a mind of its it own. It definitely like, does, does not it, fly through doors. I mean, it, I'm pretty sure it, it takes the straightest path to get. The oh, I, I definitely agree with that. It takes the straightest <laughs> path because it knocks all those things yeah. over. Um, gosh, I I loved that scene where they were where the, where Thor and Hulk are fighting, and this is uh the second time we've seen Thor and Hulk yep. fight. Right, because the lightning hits him in the Incredible Hulk, yep. and uh, and now we've got them fighting on the helicarrier. And I, I, gosh, you'd have to pay me to figure it out later in movies. But I know it comes in Ragnarok. I mean, we'll see. Right, yeah. we'll see what happens. I mean, at least set yeah. up that they fight in Ragnarok. Does this fight to you show you how strong Thor is, or how strong Hulk is? Like, whose real strength do you think is being revealed here? Thor's. So you think it is given that Thul- that Hulk? Well, I is think it's it's revealed later. Powerful. Maybe not given, but it's revealed later because he just literally stops that big whale thing. Right, right. I mean, that's awesome. Literally, just puts his hand up and stops. It. Right, and they 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 fight together against one of those later on too. Yeah, um, but like I think that's the thing with it, Thor's strength is the Hulk. The Hulk is the immovable object. Right. Huh. I agree. I would I would say I agree, but I think that's interesting because Thor is like the god of lightning. And we saw in Thor him just beat the crap out of a bunch of frost giants and fly through a giant frost giant dog thing. Yeah. Okay. So moving on, we've got the... Um, yeah, so we get Loki, traps Thor into the cave, or not cave, into the cage using the decoy thing. And then he kills Phil Coulson using the decoy thing. And Coulson is like, Coulson was mad. He was like, this is personal now. And he, he pulls up and he's just like, I've got this gun. I don't know what this gun does. You want to find out what this gun does? We, we created it when you brought the destroyer. Yeah. And then Loki's now like, no, I'm just going to stab you, bro. Yeah gets him good and then colson like is about to die and he's talking to loki again and just blasts him and goes oh that's what this thing does yeah i was kind of disappointed that like he does that and it really like outside of like blasting loki through the wall really doesn't do much to hurt him like at all like the destroyer is supposed to be able to kill all the frost giants or really anybody trying to steal from uh odin's you know the crown jewel of odin's office or whatever and you know that's supposed to be a weapon designed on the destroyer and it i mean it's effective but it doesn't stop no, him at all just temporarily you know but he gets away right um thor's off the plane hulk is off the plane it's just colson is dying and nick fury comes up to him and colson is just like this was never gonna work they had they didn't have something to and dies no, no no he says they did not have something to and then dies and he was gonna say avenge oh is that yeah. what it was i'm guaranteeing you that was that's what it's supposed to be i don't know man but now they do have something to avenge this is, I guess they avenge Phil Coulson, and then he returns. Yeah. So then Fury gives him the thing with the cards, even though the cards are fake, and they're all like, "Yeah, let's get after it. Let's let's get it for Coulson, man." Mm, sort of. I mean, that I definitely think, united think, them. At this point, it well, <clears throat> it pisses Tony off. It it what it does is causes them to be like, you know what, we're just gonna do this on our own. I don't care if it's yeah, screw you know, Shield. If, if Shield's got this right, the screw Shield. All they ever did was kill our friend. Um. Yep. You know, and get us onto this helicarrier. Yep. But we get a little bit of side story about what's happening to everybody else now. And Thor is back where he loves to be, in the middle of effing nowhere. Yep. In the middle of nowhere. He... So we get Hawkeye back. And he's like, how did you get me out of it? And she goes, cognitive recalibration. And he's like, what? And she goes, I hit you really hard. Yeah, boo. Boo. I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm not a fan that... Uh... She's not the best acted part. 
I am not a fan, even a little bit, that uh, what what can get uh, him back to normal is a swift hit to the face with a yeah. pole. Uh, like, I get that they had to, and they need Barton on their side, and, like, you know, it's a, sort of a plot point. But, like, that's all it takes? Yeah, I don't no. think so. Mm-mm. I don't think so. Also, uh, why is Kobe Smulders in this movie? Why does she say I got red in my ledger? And why are we supposed to think that there's any sort of good chemistry between Jeremy Renner and uh, they haven't uh, Scarlett Johansson in this movie? There's Budapest, right? I guess I get that there's Budapest, but like the on-screen chemistry between these two characters is like not only is it not present, it's like uncomfortable. It's Scarlett Johansson's fault. She's bad I mean, at acting. Long story short, and a lot of talking later, they finally figure out that they're going after Stark Tower. Yeah took him long and, enough uh, tony says the thing where he was like loki's cocky loki wants yeah his name know, and lights on the, the skylines and everything and then he's like Son oh bitch gosh he's coming after yep. stark tower and then and we get a great then, little montage Loki's already there where like tony's working on the suit and thor can pick up the hammer again and the hulk has pants and it's just a great little like 30 second montage of them all getting ready getting suited up let's go yeah what do you think of cap being like suit up i mean what do you think of that it, it, it like they just keep using that that joke or not joke, they just keep using that line. Where it's like, you know what? We're going to do the superhero thing, and we're just going to... But, like, I, I think, think it was like, all to set up the time where Tony tells the Hulk to see Oh, I, I think that that's sort of correct. Because they even had that line earlier in the movie where uh, Tony and Bruce are talking, and he's like, why don't you suit up with us? And he's like, I don't get to suit... I don't get a suit of armor. exposed like a nerve. exposed, yeah. I don't... But, like, I don't think Hulk is in pain when it's happening. I have Maybe. no idea. I guess that's what yeah. we're learning there. I've never hulked out I mean, before. it's probably terrifying to be the hulk it's probably freaking awesome <laughs> we get the two cockiest people in the whole world going head to head right here over drinks it's a great scene where tony and, and loki are just like back and forth yeah and you know he's like i have an army and he's like we have a hulk yeah and he just keeps saying no i'm threatening threatening you it's right. very like yeah, jack sparrow the of avengers him. Yeah. I, I i agree it's very jack sparrow of him i yeah i've got a jar of yeah, dirt exactly he's it's it's very charismatic jack sparrow moment for tony and he's just like he's stalling he's stalling he's also using tony's other strength like the, the robert Downey jr's character's other strength and that you know you get iron man which is is great superhero but you also get tony stark who is like the great negotiator you know yeah. he's he's the he's the elon exactly. musk of of this world you know um but he he tries to take tony over with the scepter and it doesn't work do you think tony knew it wasn't gonna no. work i don't think tony has any idea why do you think it doesn't work though because tony doesn't have a heart is that supposed to be like he doesn't is that supposed to be something, or is it just like a literal, like, his heart is not functioning? His heart is not functioning. Like, earlier in the movie, the, the reason he takes Barton is because he says you have right, heart. Right, I know that, and that's what I'm saying. Is it, But is he trying to say, like, he doesn't have heart, or he, like, literally doesn't have a heart? I think he's literally, like, I think Tony has heart, the trait, does yeah, not have heart, Yeah, that's what I thought was, was interesting, like, because they're, they're, I don't know if they're trying to say, like, he is heartless, or if he's literally does not possess a heart. I think it's literally he does yeah. not possess a heart. And I does Tony possess a heart? I think he does. Yeah, because there's shrapnel trying to get into his heart. Yeah, so I thought, thought that was interesting. But um, anyway, doesn't yeah, work. On doesn't him. work on him. And yeah, the portal opens. We get the Chitari finally. Cool scene. It is. It is a cool scene. They just like ride out of the portal. Yeah. The whole. I mean, the whole battle at the end of this movie is awesome. Yeah. Like, but there's there's some definitely some highlight moments um, as far as as characters go. Um, Thor and Loki have a great scene together where they're. I guess fighting you could call it, but because when Thor first gets there, he starts talking to Loki, and, and Loki almost looks remorseful. Yeah, he, Thor, well, and, Thor, and, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Thor tries to convince him that what he did was wrong, and Loki he thinks that Loki is like coming around, and he just stabs Thor. Stabs him. 
this is this is actually something I thought was super duper cool. I think it's uh, uh, imagery from Iron Man Two. Let me know if you agree. Where uh, they make all of them bleed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, like the imagery from Iron Man Two, Whiplash is like when you make especially a Thor. Bleed. Thor needs to bleed. Like Thor, yeah, Thor is a god, yeah. and you know he stabs Loki, stabs him, and the and the dagger comes yeah, out. He's and there's just blood a regular demi guy, right? And even even within Tony's helmet, you see him bleeding later on. You see uh, Cap has got. I think his his armor or not his armor, but his like suit rips and he's bleeding. Um, you know, Jeremy Renner's bleeding. Uh, Scarlett Johansson has read in her ledger. <laughs> God. Yeah, but no, great acting though, like like sub acting by Tom Hiddleston there, where he's like yeah. he's I mean, Tom acting Hiddleston, as acting. I mean, Tom Hiddleston, I think is is gotta earn the the almost the title role in this movie. Like this movie's not about the villain in any way. This movie is about right. the heroes, and it's, you know it's an opportunity for them to all come together and. Every time another one's on screen, yeah, you're happy. But just that, like that uh, pretending to be pretending. Oh, but so yeah, his his. I think he deserves the the crown for the acting. Oh, absolutely. You know, this is like you know, it's like you you were a supporting character in uh, the second least successful film in this franchise so far. But I mean, that's the thing. You are going to be the like, villain. He's the only one that really needs to act at this point, though. Right. Like everybody else has got like a real well. That character. and they they base their character on kind of what works for those people. Right. Like, what works for the actors. Whereas, I mean, and I'm not saying that... I mean, obviously, Tom Hiddleston is not a villain. He's known for being, like, a Hollywood good guy. What, what is Tom Hiddleston a good guy? In? No, like, like he's in real, literally in real Jaguar life. literally Jaguar commercials like, as Loki. Saying, like, in real life. Like, Tom Hiddleston himself. Oh, yeah. Like, he is known for being Mr., like, stand-up guy, the, you know, Gotham's white knight. Right. He'll go to children's hospitals dressed as right, Loki. Right, exactly. And, <laughs> and, like, he's just a super nice guy. And so, like, he's the one I think that's acting the most. Like, Rob Downey Jr. is just being robert downey jr robert downey jr is being elon musk he's but he's not really acting i think that's what's so convincing about him yeah. because i don't think he's really like that in real life but every character and you know who's like that you know though. who's really not like that it, well maybe a little bit like that i mean like sort of is uh mark ruffalo mark yeah. ruffalo outside of the series is like hardly an actor anymore he's like i mean he does like indie yeah. films and he's an yeah. activist and we got another one of those explosion takes at this point um when Steve's talking to the cop and he's telling him to do everything, like, I need you to set up a perimeter at 37th yeah. and do all this stuff. And the cop's like, why would I hit their quarters from you? And then there's just an explosion goes off and the cop gets on the horn and does exactly what Steve says. Yeah, he says exactly what he said. And uh, I, I love Steve in this scene. Uh, I think he really gets an opportunity to show off his leadership, you know, the captain part of his. Oh, this is one of Steve's uh, best scenes where, like, he gives world. off all the, the um, you know, the, the orders and everything. And then he's telling each individual Avenger what to do. And he gets to the end. And he's just like, Hulk smash before that we get the reveal i know we already mentioned it but the reveal that oh, yeah that how, how do you how do you banner stay like that yeah. how do you might be a good time for you to get angry that's my secret i'm always cat. angry i'm always angry so i think we're about 30 minutes into this fight scene at this point and i wrote down a note that says i think this is probably the longest fight scene ever in a movie yeah but it's it so is enjoyable. i'm not I'm not it's complaining so but it was literally like 45 minutes long. so i don't i don't want to harp too much i mean i i so much enjoyed this fight scene uh, but there's a couple of weird things that go on. That, uh, they all get really tired, which I guess is to show you how long it's been going on. To me, it felt like they got tired kind of quick. Uh, a couple of things I want to touch on. Thor's bottleneck use of like the lightning to <coughs> stop them. That is the most effective thing you yeah, have going for you. Just do more of that. Like, whatever, of that. Yeah, whatever else you've got, just don't yep. do. Just keep doing this. Did you notice, speaking of the bottlenecking and the, and the flying things, did you notice that the things that Jatari are flying on, they make pod racer noises? Uh, yeah, they're flying by and it's like, I just like, Sebulba. But yeah, there's some shiny moments in that fight scene. We've covered a bunch of them. There's the one where Thor punches the Hulk. Or the, the, sorry, 
There's the one where Hulk punches Thor and just like knocks him out after the fight is over. It's great. Uh, and then there's uh, there's the sort of everybody gets to be a hero moments where you've got. I just kind of run, run through them real quick. Uh, Scarlett Johansson jumps off the shield to fly the Chitari <laughs> ship, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And then she she like one on one fights against Loki. Uh, Hawkeye has got his awesome like they're bad at banking, and then he fires an arrow at Loki, and Loki and catches, Loki catches it, it, and it, still blows up in his face, but then it blows up. Yeah, which I thought was super good. Like, you know, in order to beat Loki, you've got to think a step ahead of him. And I think Hawkeye yeah. is good at doing yeah. that. And I think uh, ScarJo is good yeah. at doing that. Oh, and then we get the line where Hulk, um, not the line, the scene where Hulk just picks Loki up and beats the ever-loving crap out of him. And that that downs Loki for the rest yeah. of the And the he literally just says, puny god. god, and walks away. It's the only, only, uh, Hulk only line, line we get from him in the movie. Nick Fury, I thought was interesting. Nick Fury refuses to nuke Manhattan. That is very not S.H.I.E.L.D. of him. Firing guns, think, into, well, Nick Fury, firing guns into Manhattan would be a very S.H.I.E.L.D. thing to do. Well, U.S. government fires guns into Manhattan. S.H.I.E.L.D. is, I guess, I mean, they're not, you know, privatized, but they are they don't necessarily have the same thoughts as, like, a U.S. military group. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, they're not like the Army. The Army is all about shooting 50 cows yeah. in Manhattan. They've done it before. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm quick, quick, Real quick, Hulk has that line where he's like, last time I was in Manhattan, I leveled part of Harlem. Harlem. <laughs> um, and then there's um, Captain America's sort of hero moment is when he saves the people in the, I guess it's like a lobby of a building where like the Chitari are like holding people hostage instead of just firing into yeah. the crowd. Thought that was Why weird, did the Chitari but... grenades look like vapes? Oh, because they vape. Yeah, I mean, I, like he literally threw it on the ground. I'm like, that's a vape. My roommate has a vape that looks exactly that's... like that. <laughs> or maybe your roommate's a Chitari. Have you I, ever thought you know, about that? I am now. Something to consider. But S.H.I.E.L.D. still wants to nuke Manhattan. And this is how we get Tony's, like, hero moment. Tony's yeah. hero moment. Yep. Tony uh, sacrifices yeah. himself. You know, I. why didn't they just fire the nuke into the portal? Whomst. Oh, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not smart enough for that. S.H.I.E.L.D. is the like, U.S. government. That, seem, <laughs> that seems like the obvious no, they just, They're going to nuke Manhattan. <laughs> right. They're ready to nuke Manhattan. Because they think they're going to destroy the portal obviously. in the process and everything. Like, the, destroying the, 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 the... Shooting the nuke into the portal would not have closed the portal. It doesn't. I know, that's what I'm it's saying. It's not what closes the portal. So that's where, that's yeah. where their, their thing lies. But he, he does that thing where he, like, turns the, the nuke and, like, skates over the building. That was really cool. Dude, that whole thing with Tony. Oh, my gosh. I, I shed And this is tears. what I was talking about earlier. Is that that movie time does not equal real time? In that he says that the the nuke is going to blow up in less than a minute, but he carries it up for literally five minutes. It's a yeah, long uh, time. I think dude. they no, match the time. It is up a pretty long well. time. I, it you may sure? just feel like it, but it was a long time. Five minutes a long time. It was more than a minute. But Tony uh, gets the nuke in the portal and sacrifices himself, and he's yep. ready to die. Yep. He's and you know and call Steve call Pepper the last still time. Still won't believe him. Pissing me off. No, I think Steve. Steve is... and, the, and the very next time they meet up, Steve's still in his case about being this like arrogant bastard. No, uh, uh-uh, uh, pretty uh-uh. sure. This is, yeah, this is Tony. This is Tony sacrificing himself literally in the exact same way that right. Steve, Steve still doesn't care. Sacrificing, sacrificing himself to like save the world from the dangers of the Tesseract is like like could not be more similar. Could not be more. Mirrored. I mean, I agree with that, but like Steve still doesn't care. The issue I have is the the the, the just die. Yeah, I don't like, get that. I mean, this they, isn't are, you know they're they, not they robots. Didn't take the Trade Federation they're gunship robots. away. Like, you know what I'm saying? They're they're organic right, beings. They should, they should be fine. I guess they're a hive mind. I felt like maybe there was a deleted scene or something where they explained that, but to me that was like, uh, yeah, what? They, I, I get like, they could have just had to kill all the rest of them off. There were like twelve left, but right. But it was still just they like, just died. It doesn't make any sense. I have an right. issue with it. If they were robots, I could understand, but they're not. They're organic beings that bleed. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. Um, but Tony falls through the portal last second, and he gets saved by the Hulk. 
And then the Hulk yells him back to life. Like, scares him back to Love life. everything about it. Then we get the shawarma yeah, thing. After? Can we shawarma afterward? I really want shawarma. I really just want to not fight this dude anymore. I don't know what that is, but and I Loki, want it. Loki wakes and then, back up and the entire Avengers team is just staring at him. Yeah. And they're, they're ready to take him out. Yep. Ready yep. to take him yep. to church. And he's like, if it's all the same to you, I'd like that drink now. And he's like, I give up. I win. Or man, I lose. Whatever. For now. And he goes back to Asgard to answer for his crimes. Yep. But then, yeah, so we've got the, the fallout. And then one thing we haven't talked about this entire time is Nick Fury and the, the council. What do, you, what do you think of this council? They're just like, he says it himself, I respect the decision of the council, but that it's a stupid ass decision. Yeah, I, I think the whole idea of the council is... They're the bad guys. Yeah, they're, you know, we've been seeing this recurring theme that the U.S. government or the governments of the world yeah, that are the like council bad, guys. Is bad guys. The council is the bad guys. Um, so we've got the wind down. We've got, you know, Nick Fury talking about you know, the Avengers will be here if we need them. They all come together at the end in, I guess, Central Park or whatever. And Tony pulls up and, oh my God, Audi just gives Tony Stark an R8, like a normal production, oh, not like a normal production car, but like a production supercar. Yeah. Acura gives Tony a concept car that'll never be they make those. except for that one. Pretty no, sure. Uh, that is, no. If you were going to give Tony like the cool Acura, he would drive an NSX and it would be sweet, but he didn't drive an NSX. Okay, so. But Tony and Bruce uh, go off together. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, uh, which is weird because our next vision of Tony, no Bruce. No Bruce, but um, I guess they were they were leaning toward because Tony and, and Bruce team up in the comics to create Ultron. and in Age of Ultron. Is it both of them? Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think that they were they were starting with that that kind of thing. That, yeah, that there's going to be a, a relationship yes, between like these two they're characters. Gonna have something to do with each other. And um, Loki and Thor go back together um, with the power of the Tesseract, which can now like they don't need the the Bifrost anymore because they have the Tesseract right. back. So yeah, I can travel between yep. realms again. He can come visit Jane Foster uh, anytime he wants. Probably. Yep. Uh, fun fact about Jane Foster: she is currently Thor in the comics. Really? That's cool. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's neat. She wields meal. Meow meow. So we, what else? Then we get a post credit scene. Um, then we get a post credit scene. I thought remembering this movie, there was just the shawarma scene. I maybe it's because I didn't know what Thanos was at the time, but Thanos in the post credit scene is our first glimpse at like yep. like what like they didn't even know that Guardians of the Galaxy was going to succeed at this point, and Thanos is a big character yeah. in that. I mean, I you think know? they were committed to making whatever they were going to make at this point. Right. They were like, you know what? Even if it doesn't work, this we're going to do it. Going. <laughs> right. So Thanos is in the post-credits scene, and we get the first glimpse at the race for the Infinity yep. Gauntlet, just in that Thanos yep. is there. But it means nothing currently. It was super confusing. Yeah, not really anything. <coughs> I mean, I remember seeing that and be like, who? Who's this red guy? Whatever. Right. He's got a purple. Whatever. I don't know. Sure, he's purple. Yeah, we'll go with purple. And then there's the next postcard scene where they're just eating the shawarma. Thought that was good. You know, it's a good way to wrap up phase yeah. one. Everybody takes a day off. Yep. Let's go eat the phase shawarma. Phase one, Avengers Assembled is done. Yep. Ethan, what do you think? I thought this was a great movie. It was it so good. So good. It, it's just it was it's it was so a feel good movie. There was there wasn't really a whole lot of plot, but there also wasn't like not plot. It was, it was satisfying. It was very satisfying. well executed. I really enjoyed. Like I I very much enjoyed watching yeah. it the yeah. whole time. Um, you know, outside of the, the minor complaints, the red in my ledger thing, Kobe Smolders, uh, which is like, Kobe, why were you in this movie? I don't. Did you know? Why? Why is she in this movie? We're going to get a lot of comments on this and people are going to be like, you talked about how bad Kobe Smolders was a lot. And I'm going to say, yes. Yes, listener. We did. You're exactly right. But do you know why because we it's did? Terrible. Because we had to. Why? Why are you in this movie? Rethink your life. Go back in time. Undo yourself. Thank you. Uh, 
Um, but I really like the movie. I think that uh, we got to do a couple power rankings here, and we've got to do a breakfast do. meal. Um, how would we'll start with the breakfast, Ethan? If you were to uh, rate this on a scale of uh, breakfast, how it's going to be rate? one of those breakfasts from from Cracker Barrel, right? That comes. Mm-hmm. With like everything, it you does. Got, come it's with like the, the the like Papa's Fat Boy combo or whatever. That just like they they like insult you for ordering it. One of those meals. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, I know exactly. It comes what you're with like about. pancakes and a steak and apples and you know a slice of tomatoes and three biscuits and two pieces of toast and hash browns and five eggs. Like you got I a lot of you, stuff going like, on. You got a lot of individual you got, flavors. You got a lot but they're of all stuff. done really well. They are all but done it's like really you eat well. it and you're like. God, I am full. I do not want to eat another breakfast for a minute. Yeah, I, I, I almost need to take a <clears throat> yeah. break. That being said, I will eat breakfast again next week. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, you almost want to. You almost want to go get shawarma you afterwards. You know, I don't. I don't want to eat anymore. Like, I don't want to eat well, anymore. You know, I mean, this is Christmas morning at Grandma's house, eating you know the sourdough Santa. You really the, want to get your money's the, worth out of that breakfast buffet? Yeah. And what? Like I'm just that kind of that kind of feel. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is not. This is not Thanksgiving no, at Denny's. No. You know what I'm saying? This is not sad. This is this is a it's, happy. It's a good breakfast. One of those meals you eat from, where you're like, man, I got a big day. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to eat again. But then your body reminds you that you need constant. Right, but like, but like, and you will eat again probably. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying? But like, you, you know, you're not gonna really have time. You got a bunch of stuff going on between now and like 4 p.m. This is the this is the opposite of Thanksgiving Day breakfast, where you don't eat at all and you starve until right. 2 p.m. Until, right. And then you. <laughs> then, then you eat you a chum. lot of turkey and go to sleep. You get the ice. Itis. Hard. Hardcore. We have successfully derailed our breakfast conversation to Thanksgiving dinner. To lunch. To, to Thanksgiving to dinner. <laughs> lunch dinner. Uh, so that's, I mean, yeah, I think that that this is a very easily categorized yeah, it's, breakfast. It's, it's the best breakfast you have all year. It's, it's a thick you know, it's breakfast. Epic. It's it's thick with exactly. two C's. Um, so. I'm talking. Mediterranean and Black Sea is what I'm talking about right now. So That's give me a power ranking. Power. I mean, it, it, uh, hmm, where what is our power ranking? It's Captain America, Captain the top, America, Iron Man, Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, Iron Man Two, Thor, Iron Man Two, Incredible Hulk, yeah, T.I.H. Incredible Hulk. Um, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say where I think, and then you can say where you. Think. Oh yeah, I you think, go first. You I get, think it goes between. It. I'll put it third. I think it goes between Iron Man and Thor. Yes. Really. So I, I oh like my. the origin stories better. I hear what you're saying. I think this movie makes me so incredibly happy because it's it's got the sort of ethereal and <clears throat> almost like nostalgic concepts that that you don't get from the other movies in that like, not only do you get to see Captain America on screen, you also get to see Iron right. Man on screen. And you also get to see Hulk on screen. And you also get to see Thor on screen. You know, it's like you, you get all these characters... That, I mean, obviously, at this point, they're not very nostalgic because they've only been around for five years. Or five uh, weeks for I us. Mean, right. And it, obviously, I know these characters have been around for a long time, but these versions of these cinematic characters, uh, you know, have only been around no, I mean, for I so feel long. That. But you, you, you get to kind of relive those ethereal moments where, you, like, every time a new character is on screen, you get chills and you get excited about it. Um, but I, I hear what you're saying, and I think, you know, if you remove yourself from it and you are able to... Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not moving. I'm not removing myself from it at all. I'm very much basing it on like my credit. My their criteria for the power ring is like, which movie did I enjoy more? Like, which movie did I enjoy watching more? And I think it was absolutely. I enjoyed watching Captain America and Iron Man more than I enjoyed watching the Avengers. I don't know. I think. I mean, I I will agree with you so, here because we no, have to. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm willing to compromise though. Like, where would you put it 
given that I didn't say anything. I mean, I I was going to put it at the top. Okay, then then we'll put it in the middle. Compromise. Um, but I don't know. Like I I keep coming back to this point where the first Iron Man movie is so good. It is so incredibly good, and every week you go without watching it, you are poisoning yourself into thinking that there are movies in this whole series that are better than it but it's not even our top it's not even our top and i almost think we made a mistake not putting it at the top i almost think well, we need I mean, to we restructure can, the power, power rankings ranking. we can change that. so that so that it is iron man avengers captain america i can live with that because i was kind of giving you a play on captain america to begin with and i mean like i think captain america is by far my favorite hero i think uh i i like his sequels much much better than i like iron man's Iron Man 1, like, even Metacritic has it as the highest rated um, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, and it's also the yeah. oldest, which means oh, it's got the most it, reviews. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has oh, it as number one, except for Thor Ragnarok, which has only 28 reviews compared to its 256. Yeah, objectively, critically, it is the best movie. Well, it's also like, it's also the it only one that's is, like a complete movie. It's a story that doesn't rely on right, like story. the story. The whole thing could have right. ended up. And, and the same with Captain America. Yeah. So I think that's why they succeed. But I'm I'm willing to restructure the power ranking. We could put Iron Man at work. I, I just think we're doing okay. a disservice. So you go. You would go Iron Man, to... Avengers, Captain America. I can live with that. Yep. It, like I, I can live yeah. with that. I don't think I don't. I I think Iron Man one might stay at the top. I I think that. Uh, I mean, we we've got some 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 bangers yet to be released, and there's been true. a couple of these that I really enjoyed. The ones coming. There out. are a couple that I really. Uh, I getting into Phase Two where we're about to be. Uh, I actually don't remember very much of. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get into it because I I I, I don't even know. Phase what's two is um is Iron Man three, uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier, Thor: Dark World, Guardians: Galaxy, uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and Ant Man. Ant Man is part of Phase two. They're Weird. both first first two phases are six movies. And then Phase three is like a whole yeah. kerfuffle. It's being kerfuffed right now. Yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm excited I about Phase well. two. I think. There's there's some more that I like than I don't like, just like an immediate memory yeah. of them. But I'm I'm well, I'm excited because I've never seen Dark World. I think I haven't seen Winter Soldier. I have not seen I have not seen Winter Soldier in theaters. I have not seen Dark World. I've not seen Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters. I fell asleep in the middle of Age of Ultron and haven't watched it since then. I'm about to have a this, lot. This of like sounds like I hate them. Marvel movies, but I love these movies. I just like I, I don't rewatch movies all that much. I will say going through this experience, I am having oh yeah, I'm so excited. To like I, I, w- I want to record again. I'm, I'm like, yeah I I will uh I'll catch myself researching these characters more yeah, than I ever same. have before same um you know researching the like I at this age of my life obviously I have the most appreciation for sort of like acting and directing than I've ever more than I've ever had before right. and you know I, I find myself like researching the writers right. the producers the directors the actors the, you know um and sort of how they play into the lore and and stuff like that so I I'm having so much fun doing this. Me too. Absolutely. Um, to kind of rein it in a little bit, uh, though, we got another power ranking to do. Oh, uh, Loki takes okay, the Okay, good. Again. Glad we're agreed. He's, Still number one. Yeah, Great. He, well, he Loki here above Loki Thor. Mm, right. I wouldn't say they're different villains. I'm, I'm going to keep them. I would keep them categorized the same. Like, it is It is still Loki. Okay. The Chitauri are at the bottom. No. We have to include them. No, <laughs> no actually, they're not even. <laughs> they're still, yeah, I was the they're still better the than incredible the U.S. government. <laughs> But um, yeah, Loki, great villain. Just head hats off to Tom Middleton. Yeah, I mean he, we we don't no, deserve him in no, the series. <laughs> oh, by far best acting in the series so far. Oh, uh, yeah. well, yeah, except maybe RDJ. Yeah, and Iron no, Man there's one. been a couple standouts. Um, 
couple standout actors. I think um, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I think Tom Holland's brilliant as Peter Parker in Spider-Man. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs, where we talked about the Avengers. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed I it. I hope you enjoyed it as much as There's we no did, actually. There's no way enjoyed it as much as we did. Uh, oh, I know. This is so much fun. Uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my Twitter and Instagram is at AmeriCarlin. That's America, R-L-I-N. And Ethan is at WowNow, but the O's You can also are tweet zeros. us directly at BaconAndEggs23. We still don't have an Instagram. I really need to do that. Uh, you can also email us. We would really love any feedback or questions or anything you'd like us to talk about uh, through our email. It's BaconAndEggsMedia at gmail.com. Uh, we we will respond to every single email we get until there are we more can handle. than you know what just just keep emailing by, us by the time we'll by the time we have a problem email responding we emails we'll have somebody responding to our emails for us That's right uh, <laughs> uh our graphic is done by vaishan brandon if you need his information please contact us at bacon and eggs media at gmail.com thank you for listening to bacon and eggs it's uh, we really appreciate it guys it means the world to us that you that you've come out and given us the support so far Keep listening, downloading, tell all your friends. Uh, yeah, the best way for this podcast to be spread is through word of mouth. And our, our goal is to grow and and to make this something that we can do more and more so that we can bring more content to you. So just keep keep telling everybody you know. Tell them about bacon eggs. Tell them about the good, the good truth. And until next time, Ravidurchi. A, B, C, D, E, F, G.